Hey, I'm Kevin, the student pastor at Shore Church again. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. All right, we are launching a new series this morning. I'm very, very excited about this series. Um, it's something I've been percolating on, working on, dealing with. I even talked to the staff this week. I said, I don't know if this series is something that's just for me. I don't know if it's for my family. I don't know if it's for the church. I don't, I don't know. I got pages on pages on pages on pages on pages written about this series in my journal, um, which means get comfortable. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> but because I was I'm working through this, dealing with it, and, and not being able to come to a conclusion, which is okay, but kind of just feeling my way through it, delving into it and going, God, what are you, what are you trying to teach me? Because I have, I have this, this series has been on my heart, but it's really been hard to articulate. I don't know if your time with God is ever like that. You spend some time with God. Maybe you are in a church service. You sing uh, some songs. You, you're reading your scripture. You're uh, journaling, doing whatever you do to, to, to talk and, and commune with God. And you're like, I don't know, like, what's the takeaway? We live in a takeaway culture. Like, if I can't define it in a, a pithy tweet, then it didn't happen. But, but life is bigger than that. Our relationship with God is bigger than that. And this whole series is kind of bigger than that. And that's where we're, we're at. We're in a series called Filter. And so uh, that's what I want us to think about. And the, the overarching thought in this is your filter determines whose kingdom you're looking at. Your filter determines whose kingdom you're looking at. And as we think about that, it's uh, been a, something I've said, well, my filter's almost gone. Anybody ever thought of that? The filter is just, it's just gone. Like they're just getting everything that's coming out. Of, I'm too tired. I'm too cranky. I'm too whatever. You're just going to get Jared. And usually the filter goes away with my children. Can I get an amen, right? You know, your, your spouse or your kids get your filter, right? And uh, your filter's gone. But your filter really is figuring out what am I straining uh, my life through to see what, I, what I'm seeing. And as followers of Jesus, we look at through our filter and we either choose to look through and try to find what we see as the kingdom of God that Jesus refers to all the time, or we see our own kingdom. And this is the, the, the tension because I am tempted to try to find my own kingdom. That's my happy place, myself, me. I like me, right? I want to build my kingdom. But as followers of Jesus, we're constantly called to build the kingdom of God. This is our purpose. The local church is the hope of the world. Jesus instituted the church to change the world, to be and act as the kingdom of God. But when we look at ourselves, if we're honest with ourselves, Often we spend a lot of time building our own little kingdoms. There's a problem with your own little kingdom. It's all built on stuff that will rust, stuff that will fade away, stuff that will fall down. Every single thing that's not built of the kingdom of God will fade away, no matter how good you think it is, no matter how grand it is, 
whatever kind of legacy you think you're leaving, if it's not in the kingdom of God, at some point, it will fade away. If we think of the richest men of the 1900s, if I, think, if I tell you of Dale Carnegie, a lot of us don't think of what he did. You might remember his library. But I'm telling you, at some point, libraries ain't going to be a thing anymore. That's very, I'm a bibliophile. That's very painful for me to say. But it'll be on the internet. It'll be all on the internet, right? The Carnegie's gasp at trying to have lasting influence. At some point, it'll fade away. All of us, when we seek our own kingdom, it'll fade away. And not to be depressing, because there's hope. There's something that we can do, we can be a part of, we can step inside that lasts forever, and that's the kingdom of God. As a follower of Jesus, I struggle with, sometimes I'm living life, and I feel like this ain't it. Do you feel that? Can we be honest this morning with that? It's like, I'm going to church, I'm doing my things, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard, but this, it just doesn't feel right. I don't feel like I'm clicking on all cylinders. I don't, it just, ah, that, ah, is that a theological word? Can we, can we coin that today? That, that, ah, like, God, you, I know you're never going to leave me. I know I'm, I'm with you. I know, I know you love me, but I don't feel like, ah. Today, as we look through that, as we, we talk about that, I, I believe it's because our filters are a little off. And sometimes we have good filters. We're going to talk a lot more about kind of worldly and bad filters next week. Um, but our filters are off of, of how we're using them. And that causes some issues. It causes some problems. Today, I'm going to try, <laughs> I say this often, but I'm going to try to cut my message pretty concise because I want to build at the end of the service a moment in the service that we can kind of examine our own filters and have some reflection in this time. Because one of the reasons why our filters get out of whack is we don't ever slow down enough to reflect on what that looks like. So if church is just another hurried experience throughout our week, I'm not helping you build the correct filters. Does that make sense? So um, I'm going to try to do that today. If I can shut up, we'll be okay. Uh, all right. So if I can use my own filter, we'll be fine. Um, so when we deal with our filters, I want to have on the, on the um, screen, we have a filter of love. Is it loving? We all ask the question, if I do this, is it loving? Some of us, we, we, we delve into love. We, we do everything through this filter of love, and it's great, right? And this is one of these things that the world expects uh, of, of a person. Oh, I'm just I'm loving. I love, 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 love. That's a good filter to work through, but all the things that we love, there's a good chance they won't last. And we have another filter of being helpful. Some of us filter everything. Is this helpful? Is it useful? Is this going to make anything better? We, we err on the side of helpfulness. And that's where we, we go. That's how we do, do life and we conduct and make decisions. Is this going to be helpful to me? And finally, is it true? We have the filter of, of is it right? Sorry. Is it right? And some of us, we don't care so much if it's loving and we don't care if it's really helpful, but is it true? You, you know these people. You might be that person. You might be married to that person. Makes for some very fun conversations, right? We all err somewhere on these circles. We either, we deal with issues th sometimes through a loving way, and we'll talk about what that looks like when it's not healthy in a couple weeks. 
We look like um, we deal with issues with, with being helpful. We'll deal with that, what that looks like when it's not healthy in a couple weeks. And right as well. And so when we deal with these filters, right smack dab in the center, because these are great things. These are things that, that Jesus is calling us to. We see it all in this, the scripture of how these three are supposed to be working together. And right there in the middle in this conjunction, now I don't know about my size appropriations or anything like that, but that is where the kingdom of God resides. Not just in love, which is real nice to spend. I spend a lot of time talking about the love of God. I know that because we are in a place that needs divine love. And I, I try. This really came out of this journal experience um, dealing with, God, I feel like I'm, I'm just right. And I'm preaching messages that are right, but I don't know if they're helpful. So what does it look like if I, if I try to be more helpful? Put legs to this stuff that we're talking about when we examine the scripture. And so that came out of that tension, and then I started thinking, well, what, what, what happened to loving? You can figure out where my love languages are more and helpful and being right and you know, all that stuff. You can tell a lot of person by if you map them on here. You can map all kinds of things through these filters. You can map politicians through this filter. You can map your wife through this filter. You can map um, your kids through this filter. You can map all kinds of things through this filter. Where are they at in this? But in the middle of this, where all three coincide, and what Jesus is trying to push us to and call us to is the kingdom of God. Now, there's an issue with the kingdom of God. If you read the scripture, Jesus gives a warning about the kingdom of God. It's a pretty crazy, scary warning. In Mark, it says, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Good thing I'm not rich. Well, if you live in the United States of America and you make over $30,000 in a year, you are part of the 1% in the world. Some of you are like, I am that poor and it's okay. Right? I'm still good. It's not hard for me to enter the kingdom of God. Fair enough. And we'll talk about why. Because you are rich. If you make over $30,000 in America, you're going, Jared, I don't feel like that's... There's a lot of people who would kill to be able to say this, right? You are rich. So we can have a a debate, a a conversation, whatever. It's going to be kind of one-sided because I'm going to err on that true circle. It's that you are part of the 1% of the whole entire world. And so for Americans, it should say, hey, that's a little scary. Because what is Jesus saying? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for you to be a part of the kingdom of God. Why? Because we are so centered on building our own kingdoms instead of the kingdom of God. Our filters are broken. The filters don't look like, what can I get out of it? How do I enhance my richness? How do I go there? And we start relying on ourselves. When you have nothing, it's really hard to rely on nothing. Right? And that's really the principle that goes on there. And so the richer we get, the more stuff we get, the more we can count on ourselves. I don't have to worry about if I'm going to be able to afford to go to Taco Bell after church today. I don't have to worry about that. That's not a, that's not a thing for me. There is 99% of the world that couldn't say, and you guys are like, you're going to go to Taco Bell? I probably won't. But anyway... 99% of the world would say, that's the biggest extravagance. I could never even dream of wasting money at Taco Bell. 
99% of the world would say that. And so we say, ah, yeah, it's fine. I can go there. I can do that. I don't have to worry about the roof over my head. I don't have to worry about those things. And so when I start to go, my yard, my house, my car, my family, there's a lot of my's going on there. There's a lot of my kingdom. You see how your filter just shifted? But I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus and, and I'm following after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you feel that angst. You feel like this just isn't in focus. This isn't right. What is going on? There's a... um. Kevin, let me borrow some filters. I got some more coming next week. We're going to do some fun things with it. But these are filters that you put on the front of it. This one is scratched. Boy, did you throw your camera on the ground? All right, so um, the filters that you put on the front of your camera. Now, there's a cool technique. You can take a filter like this, and you put a little Vaseline on it, and everything's, like, all blurry and trippy. Uh, somebody in the 70s d- discovered it. But you, you, do this, you do this thing, and it makes it all weird. Um, and it, it, it filters the light in funny ways and makes some fun ways in which to do photography. I'll be honest with you. That's fun and nice, but everything's blurry. Nothing's in focus. And we live our lives and we go, man, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I've got the lighting right. I'm doing the right picture. I've got the right content. But everything seems a little out of focus. Your filter itself is, this one is scratched and dirty and nasty. And maybe somewhere along the line, you rub some Vaseline on it and you can't see Jack out of it. And you wonder, why does my life feel weird? Because your filter determines what you're going to see. And through my life and how I live my life, I want to see the kingdom of God. I want to see the kingdom of God grow in my children. I want to see the kingdom of God grow in my family and my wife and in you all. But if I continue to put the wrong filters in my life to build Jared's kingdom, guess what, folks? We're going to see some nasty stuff. And we can go through people, our heroes. We can go through pastors who have fallen. We can go through friends who are like, what in the world out of left field did you do that for? We can go and go and go and go and go and go and go because our filters have gotten out of whack and we need to fall back into the filters of love and truth and helpfulness and where they intersect. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if we just examine ourselves for a second, we probably are going to find ourselves in a place where there's a little that something's just not all the way right. I want to be in a place where I'm consistently looking at the kingdom of God instead of the kingdom of Jared. That's where I'm pushing towards. That's what I'm called to be. Romans 12, if you want to open your Bibles up to Romans, we're going to examine some other passages in Romans in this series, uh, we won't go through the whole thing of Romans. We would be there forever. <laughs> so uh, we're just gonna we're gonna kind of cherry pick some passages in Romans. But if you'd like to um, to read on your own Romans in uh, the next uh, few weeks, go right ahead, and I'll know who has been reading it because I'll get lots of questions through email. Uh, so I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's a fact, a reality of of life. And I'm more than open to any questions that you may have for that. Just make that clear. Romans 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. 
humble service in the body of Christ. Okay, so what did Paul just say? Make sure your filter is right. Paul would have no idea what a camera is, but he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Transform your mind so you're getting a clear picture. So many of us, what's the will of God? Am I supposed to go here? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to... We have those questions. What am I supposed to do with my next life? What am I supposed to go to college? How am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to conduct myself? Who am I supposed to marry? Who am I supposed to... Who am I... All this stuff. And Paul's like, yeah, you got those questions. You have that worry. You have that anxiety. When your attention is devoted to the kingdom of yourself instead of the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? Anybody? I got a head shake. Somebody's with me. One person. That's okay. But that's what, Paul's just boiling it down. This seems too simple. Like, no, no, Paul. I'm pretty sure there's like a 10-step program. I got to take a class. There's got to be at least three online assessments I have to take and maybe a couple books so I can figure out the will of God. He's like, change your filter. Do not conform to the pattern of the world. Don't build your own kingdom, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your filters. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will, humble service in the body of Christ. He goes on in Romans 12 to really delve into what that looks like for love and for service and for truth. Romans 12 jam-packed. You probably only heard Romans 12 at weddings, if you've never read the scripture. It's not for just weddings. It's for how you're supposed to conduct your life as someone who's trying to step inside the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Because when you have nothing, it's easier to put down nothing. But folks, we are holding on to stuff. We're holding on to our past. We're all holding on to our things. We're holding on to our reputations. We're holding on to those filters instead of replacing them with what God has called us to be, to do. And it's evident. It's evident in the spiritual shake that you have, the spiritual angst. You have it and I have it. It takes time to reflect and to slow down and to stop and to say, God, what's out of whack in this moment? Where am I out of alignment? Some of us are scared to death to even ask that question. Some of us know the answer before we even ask the question and we just keep ignoring it. Paul writes in the letter of Romans, what's Paul is doing here? He's an apostle. He's trying to set up a church and inform a church in the most influential city in the world at that time. And so his teaching to them is to, to be the seed, to be an anchor point that's going to change the world. This is how you have to live. Not as someone who dabbles in the kingdom of God, but someone who is totally in, totally transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to take the stuff that is in there, what you think is true, what you thought is good, what you thought was loving, and replace it 
with the truth of the kingdom, with the helpfulness of the kingdom, with the love of the kingdom. This is radical change. This isn't just incremental like, hmm. these are huge steps where we remove the filters of our life and put a different one totally on. This is hard stuff. This is big boy things. But it's good. Because I feel like sometimes we just, we go through our Christian walks. And I feel like this is, like I'm telling you, this is stuff that I'm writing in my journal. This is stuff I'm struggling with. So don't be like, well, Jared's judging me. He's saying I'm a bad Christian. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I want more out of our kingdom living. There's more to it than what we're presently doing. It's not just a box we check off or something, a club we go to on Sunday morning or like, oh, I did this so I can feel good about myself for a second. It's I want to be in alignment with what God has called me to be. I don't want to always rely on myself. I want to rely on Jesus for who I am, that my identity is found in him, not in something I've created, not in something I've done. Now, you may be looking, can you put the whole filters up on the screen, please? You may look at those filters and you go, well, isn't, and it's really going to be interesting for you. Um, I took this to the staff meeting and I said, okay, if we have loving circle, we have a helpful circle, we have a right circle. And Kevin goes, well, isn't helpful the same as loving? And you may be thinking the same thing. And I went, I went no, it's not at all. I went home. I said, Cal, I got the circle, I'm all excited about it. It's Tuesday. She was like, isn't helpful and loving the same thing? I was like, no, it's not. Now, Paul Graff would say exactly the same thing. You want to know why? Because their love language is helps. Love and help go together. Am I, am I wrong? I didn't talk to you before service not at all, right? If, if I say that, you're like, oh, so, Lauren, you're going to marry Kevin. Woo! All right, you're going you're gonna to marry Kevin. And I don't care if I embarrassed you. Okay, so um, she's a pastor's kid. She's used to it. Uh, so, <laughs> so you're going to marry him. You better know that how he perceives love is helps, right? If I want Kelly to have a spiritual, uh, not spiritual, uh, a love language of gifts, it ain't going to happen, folks. It's not happening. But what is? It helps. That's how he's going to, and I'm like, that's, I'm, I'm going to, I'm in the lovey part. I like I like the love part. The feel. <laughs> Kelly's like that's not helpful. I was going to divulge into a marriage sermon real quick. Um, but know this: this is how we 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 err and we fall and we move towards. We're all drawn to, these are good things. Next week, we're going to talk about how we just have some bad filters in our life. These are good things. No one's like, you love too much. Sorry. You know what? You're always right. That can sometimes, but you're actually factually right. Ugh, it's so annoying that you know what the weather is. You know, whatever. You're so helpful. Ugh, get over it. No one is like that, right? But it still doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel kingdomy. Because the kingdom is loving, it is helpful, and it is right all at the same time. And when we do that, we have to press into some places that might be uncomfortable. We have to place into some more loving places to feel some more things that, oh, can I just do something? No. Well, I know that uh, the definition of 
Because our head knowledge, we, we want to feel and loving. We want to do something and helpful, and we want to know something and right. The problem with all those, those are those are Jared's kingdoms of how Jared feels, what Jared does, and what Jared knows. You see how I've just taken three beautiful things and made them about myself instead of the kingdom of God? You see that? Instead of asking God, putting through the filter, God, what is the loving thing to do here? What is the helpful thing to do here? And what is the right thing to do here? Because if you've been married more than two seconds, you know that not everything needs to be said, even if it's right. And men, mostly men, you know that some things don't need to be done. Some things need to be listened to. And I'm trying to figure out the other stuff. That's as far as I've gotten. Like I said, this is not supposed to be a marriage, uh, marriage, but it is what it is. And it works with your kids as well. Your kids are all different. They do the love, the helpful, and the right thing differently as well. But we're constantly making it about us instead of about the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man in the kingdom of God. Folks, I don't want that to be us. We continue to make the kingdom about kingdom of Jared, kingdom of Isaiah, kingdom of Kelly, instead of the kingdom of God. And so right now I want to, buddy, would you go out and get some more bulletins for me? They should be uh, laying right there by the thing. Uh, If you get some more bulletins for me. He's like, what did I do wrong? Uh, So uh, I want you to open up some time uh, in your heart right now. We're going to go through some prayer. The questions I'm going to ask are going to be on the screen. Um, if you need more place to write, uh, just raise your hand up. And uh, Buddy's got the bulletins from today on the back of that. It has all kinds of room for you to write if you'd like to journal what you're talking about. If you need to take out your phone and write in that, that's fine. If you are a child and you have a phone and you're like, Mom, I'm journaling my thoughts right now, you need to tell her that com- clearly and concisely uh, or you will get smacked upside the head. Now it just became a, a parenting uh, a talk. Um, but I want you to open up this, this space because this isn't um, something we want to rush through. It's not something we just want to catapult through. Okay, thanks, God. Uh, I got you. I want God to start shifting how I view my filters and how I perceive even loving and helping and doing And so as I ask these questions, maybe a question doesn't, you're like, that one doesn't work for me. That's fine. Just wait. But as we enter in a moment of of prayerful attitude and prayerful reflection, let's examine these things. God, thank you so much for today. Lord, I want to live a life that is kingdom-minded. I want to live a life that glorifies your name. God, God, I know I've been living for a while now that I just feel like something's off. And I know you, but I want to know you more. And I don't know what, what walls are, are in between us. What, what's keeping me from stepping fully into you, knowing you more? Lord, I, the temptation to put filters of the kingdom of me are so strong. So Lord, in this moment, we, we submit ourselves to you. We chase after the kingdom of God. Which filter do you find yourself 
in more often than not? Where do you lean? And why do you think that is? Which filter do you need to stretch yourself to see? How would you know if you're in your sweet spot? What part of your life do you think pleases God? What needs to change? So that's the majority of your life. God, we ask you to be present with us. Maybe as we wrestle with some of these questions for the rest of the week, we want to lay you down, lay us down so we can participate in you fully. The temptation is so strong to pick up our own filters, do it ourselves. God, will you make it so plain to us to see what we need to put down, what we need to let go of so that we can be fully transformed into who you want us to be. We can step fully into the kingdom of God. Live it out in everything we do, at work, at play, with our parents, with our spouses, with our children. That you'd have all of who we are. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. May this be a week that you're, you are transformed. May this be a banner week in which you can put a pin in and on the calendar to say this was a time in which I changed the way in which I view the world. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe, and don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.